Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. You're here with me, Consummation Sam, and my lovely co-host. And today we're going to be talking about the mysterious death of Christopher Case. There's a lot to unpack here, so it seems pretty straightforward, to be honest with you, and it it seems quite fantastical, but it, it's... This actually happened, and 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 we'll just we'll just talk about it and and see where we can come from with it. So, in April of nineteen ninety one, April the eighteenth, Christopher Case was found dead in his home by police after concerned friends contacted them because they couldn't get hold of them. He was found dead in his bathtub fully clothed in a kneeling position, and the cause of death was given as acute myocarditis. But according to his friends, he believed that he'd been cursed by a witch and actually predicted the date of his own death. Christopher Case was a small-town DJ. He grew up in Richmond, Virginia, He moved to Seattle to work as an executive for Muzak Holdings. He was 35 years old. He was into fitness and he took supplements and vitamins. He ate well. He was quite healthy. He didn't do any drugs, apparently. He didn't even drink. And he wasn't religious. He wasn't into the occult. He didn't believe in anything kind of like that, apparently, according to his friends. So... It's very bizarre how he believes that this curse is the thing that killed him. Seven days before his death, on April the 11th, Christopher Case made a business trip to San Francisco. Now, dependent on what source where you get this information from, he was introduced or he met an older lady who was either importing ancient Egyptian music and was willing to sell him some, or it was just the fact that they both had this bizarre, I'm going to say, maybe not bizarre, but just quite left-field interest in ancient Egypt Egyptian music. and It is pretty bizarre. It's just, I don't even... I love ancient Egypt and I can safely say I've I, I've never heard any ancient Egyptian music in my life. I didn't even know it was a thing on YouTube, but apparently it is. I wouldn't even know where to start looking. <laughs> apparently YouTube. You know, I mean, I know all all about how they deify cats and they how they embalm them by pulling all the organs out the nose and stuff like that. But if I had... 100 guesses, I'd, I'd never guess that they had, like, rock bands going on and stuff. <laughs> but apparently... Even if someone said, like, what does ancient Egyptian music sound like, I'd be like, I have no idea. I I can't even... I want to quote the Bangles song, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what else to... I don't know. Indeed, I, would, I wouldn't even know. And I've, I, to be honest with you, it, it, it still doesn't interest me and I've not looked into it, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but either they either 
were out with colleagues or they were went to dinner and they started talking and at some point in the evening this lady kind of made a pass at him and said you know what let's go back to my place kind of thing and she was a little bit older and he politely declined and the evening continues and then again she's kind of pushing this come on take me back you can take me any way you want me kind of thing and he says no I'm gonna have to stop you there because no means no please leave me alone so she gets upset she sees her ass at him and she actually turns around to say him you'll be sorry and most likely be dead in a week she goes on to explain that she's a witch and she's gonna curse him now, he thinks nothing of this and just kind of laughs it off. But he travelled He travelled back to Seattle the next day and he, he, he told his friends about it, but it was more in a kind of anecdotal way. It wasn't, oh, I've been cursed, what do I do, kind of way, apparently. It was more just in passing because he didn't believe in that kind of stuff. But the 14th of April... Three days later, he called his friend Sammy uh, and he he was being kept awake all night in his apartment because of, he said he could hear whispers and every time he went to the source of the whisper, it kept moving around his apartment. He could also see shadows on the edge of his vision. Every time he tried to, to focus on this shadow, it had move away. So he was getting a bit, a little bit freaked out with it. On the 16th, he called Sammy again and he actually explained to her how he was attacked in the night while sleeping. He said he was paralysed and what he claimed were invisible hands held him down. They beat him and they actually tried to strangle him in his sleep. Now, he woke up with cuts on his fingers and bloodstains on his bedsheets. So, obviously, as you can kind of imagine, he's a bit weirded out by this he was weirded out enough to go to a religious bookshop and he went in and he he spoke to the owner there he he asked where the crucifixes were he picked up a handful that's a quote a handful of crucifixes uh just have the <laughs> biggest bag of crucifixes please uh and he actually asked if the crucifixes had been blessed with holy water the best kind of crucifix. Yeah. So this to me now, because it's so quick into what's happened and he wasn't religious or into the occult, I don't know where this kind of thought of protecting himself has come from. Do you know what I mean? Because if I if I didn't believe in the occult or, or, or that, I wouldn't really be that arsed. Granted, he's been held down in his sleep and he's been attacked, but there's like sleep paralysis. There's do you think other things? Maybe Sammy advised him he needed some kind of spiritual protection. This is where I think that the story gets a little bit diluted. I think because I think that's the only thing that can happen. Just for reference, uh, Sammy Souder was the person that he actually spoke to. And she's an online psychic. 
there's a quote that she has the capacity to tune into people when they send her an email. Their message has their energy because they sent it and she can pick it up. So she doesn't even do, she doesn't need to do face-to-face stuff. You can just email her from wherever you are in the world <laughs> and she'll tell you what's going on with your life kind of thing. So <laughs> I think there's a little bit of a red flag here. Maybe not a red flag, but just I think maybe she's trying to push the story into her realm. It's well dodged. Yeah, rather than <laughs> his realm, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so he did He did talk to the shop owner. He explained that he'd been attacked in the night and what happened. And he was told about some religious books that would help him. Now, again, if someone, if you're in the business of selling books to do with religion and someone comes in and asks for religious advice and you're a little bookshop, you're going to try and make a sale. I'm not being disrespectful there, but I don't really think he was advised in the way he should have been, i.e. just go and, go and see a doctor, really. Uh... <laughs> right, here's a copy of the Bible, uh, both Old and New Testament. I'll actually give you two separate editions because there's an uncut version for both. So that's uh, that's $10 for each of those. Uh, here's a book on the occult. Better safe than sorry. Also, there's uh, one here about demons and spirits. Oh, I best get all that. Hang on. Pam, can you get me that one about exorcism from the back shelf? Uh, I think it's twenty seven ninety nine. Uh, yeah, that one. Um, I t- t- the biggest one. <laughs> yeah. The most expensive one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I think this is where you start, and I'm not. I don't want to be disrespectful, and I don't want to. But I think that's that's my kind of thought process on it. On the way, the people that are involved in this have got a vested interest in their own kind of thing, mm-hmm. and. If someone comes to them saying stuff that's down their alley and they can make a few quid off it, maybe. I'm not saying I'm not saying they didn't think this was genuine to them, that they didn't think that these things would help him. But how many times have people been hexed in you know, it's <laughs> Yeah. And that bit. probably made him more paranoid because he's like, oh, it sounds like they've had this case before. Sounds like they know what they're doing here. <laughs> People are starting to believe into this, I don't want to say delusion, but this psychosis that he's having, let's say, if mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the owner talks to him, sells his stuff. He, 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 he goes back home. Christopher places the crucifix around his apartment and he pours salt on the entry points. Now, I only kind of learned this recently as well, that salt keeps a demon out. So he's, he's he wasn't, and I'm not saying I'm religious or into the occult, but we've been doing this for what, four months now? And I've been doing quite a bit of reading and I only learned this like during this time and he's learned this over... Three, four days. So, well, you should be watching Buffy and Supernatural more, mate. That's all I can say. Maybe that's Demon 101. Maybe that's what it is. And as soon as I get that demonology certificate, <laughs> I'll I'll be doing that around my house. How stupid would you have felt in the online class? Oh, God. Doing your demonology 101, and they're like, 
what's the best thing to keep demons out? And you're just like, oh, no. Banana. Everyone's like, uh, duh. It's salt. Oh, God, fucking this guy. I would have been laughed out. Laughed out You would it. have. You would have. Indeed. I'm, I'm so... Ed Warren would be turning in his grave. Yeah. He would. <laughs> <laughs> so, he also started writing and di- putting notes all around his flat about supernatural protection probably well most definitely from these books that he's just bought so he's quite a fast reader as well be honest uh because it takes me a little bit of time to get through a book but him it's taken him hours should have got the audio books that's it maybe he had him on in the background while he's uh doing the salt and uh, yeah, he's listening maybe. and going oh yeah and he stops every now and then and writes a little bit now post-it notes yeah 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 so on on the later on the sixteenth of April, something happens to him that makes him leave his flat. So from I think it was from about three thirty PM onwards, he was uncontactable to the next until the next day. Now I Maybe he just went out. It, it 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 has been said that he went and checked into a hotel, but without him telling us that, I don't know where that information's come from. He did leave a message the next day on Sammy's answer machine. Maybe it was in there. Uh, I've only heard parts of the message, but I don't really want to start going he went there and did this because only he knows about it if you mm-hmm. know what i mean it, it it's it that, it doesn't help anyone and in the reporting of this there is a lot it does differ from person to person yeah so it sounded like he involved a lot of his friends though like he told them what was going on it's not like they were all in the dark no yeah yeah he did contact he contacted more people than sammy as well it's just that Sammy was the one who has done interviews about this and she, she's been the most vocal. But again, personally, I think that's because of her background and what she does. Mm-hmm. And she's got something to sell. Uh, yep. But the Sammy got so worried... And she was living all uh, in, still in Virginia. She wasn't in Seattle, so she couldn't actually go round and check. She called the police and asked to asked them to go round and do a welfare check on Christopher. They went round. The door was locked. There was no signs of a struggle. His neighbours said that they heard no nothing untoward going on, no strange noises. So. They didn't force entry, they just left and, and reported to Sammy that everything seemed fine at the uh, the apartment. You're just going to have to wait until he contacts you. So the next day, he actually went back to the religious bookshop. He talked to the owner again. He explained the situation and the owner actually described him as looking worn out and exhausted. He then went to a Catholic priest, Father Jared Malahan, and he asked on the priest for advice on how to fight supernatural forces. Father Jared described Christopher as disturbed, 
no shit. And <laughs> he he said Christopher was sure that he was going to die. Now, as much as you want, if you're a Catholic priest and you want to believe in the occult and religious dogma and everything, surely you'd advise him to go to a doctor if someone comes in and they're saying all of this. And he's even said he looks disturbed. Why you would does... think they would, yeah, send you in the direction of your GP. But this was the 90s. Mental health wasn't exactly like as, well, like widely talked about as it is now, I suppose. Yeah, no, no, of course, of course. I mean, I, I still think today if, uh, if you were, you'd be frowned upon if you weren't talking about occult stuff and, 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 and such as we do. But I, ju- I just think that there's, there could have been a lot of places to kind of maybe intervene in this and the people that were there to intervene mm-hmm. didn't really Definitely. try as much. Yeah. But on the 16th, on the 17th, excuse me, after returning home, Sammy, she had a vo- the voicemail message left from Christopher. He was he was very calm and if you listen to it, it it's, there's a sense of tranquiloness in his voice. He's very tranquil, he's very sanguine about it. He actually says that they almost got him the night before whoever they were but he he made his escape but he did actually say that tonight is going to be the night that they get him uh and that was the last time that Sammy would hear from him on the 18th of April the next day after being unable to contact Christopher all day Sammy rang the police again and asked them to do another welfare check on Christopher. Now, this time when they went round, the apartment was unlocked, so they went in. The place was unkempt, but it wasn't. There wasn't a sign of a struggle or any forced entry or anything. There was notes all about the apartment. There was salt along the skirting boards and in piles in every corner. And there was soft religious music playing throughout the apartment. Whatever that is. I mean, hymns or something. Monk chants, I don't know. Stuff you sing uh, in primary school. Give me oil and yeah. lamp, keep me burning. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Michael, row the boat ashore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, that, was me nan- that was me nana's favourite oh. song. Hymn, his favourite song. Uh, yeah, him that. Oh, my gran watches songs of praise. Oh, I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there was there was crosses all around the flat. There was a wall full of crosses, and the candles. There was burnt down candles everywhere, and Christopher was found in the bathtub. He was fully clothed, his head resting on the taps, and police speculated that he looked like he'd fell asleep in mid prayer. He still had his glasses on. And a in in kind of a kneeling position, and he was. It was uh, acute myocarditis, apparently, that 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 killed him, or did it? I think it's perfectly reasonable that myocarditis did kill him, because it does come on very suddenly, and there are signs uh, leading up to. 
your death, basically like fever, fatigue. Sammy had specifically said that he hadn't slept for days, which is only going to make it worse. It's no wonder he was seeing things and hearing things if he hadn't slept for that many days. Um, And if he did have a fever, maybe he didn't notice because he was too wrapped up in all this. If he had a fever, that might have induced hallucinations. And um, it does, when I looked up um, about acute myocarditis, it does say it's a virus. It's an inflammation of the cardiac muscle which is most commonly caused by a virus. It is difficult to diagnose and the onset can be instant and sometimes fatal. And it's not hereditary, so, you know, it's not a case of, oh, his family didn't have any history of heart problems. It is brought on by a virus. So, I mean, I I know a few people who've had heart attacks and they do say they get this awful foreboding, like feeling of doom just before they have like a heart attack for the days leading up to it. So that could explain why he was like, oh, they're going to kill me. Like he's got this awful feeling because he had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as well, one of the one of the things that I seen as well was like the palpitations. Yeah. And obviously, if you're if you've ever had a panic attack and you're having palpitations, you don't know why it's happening and you start getting paranoid mm-hmm. and you might start seeing shadows at the corner of your eyes just because you don't know what's going on inside your body. Yeah. And you may start hearing in voices. Yeah. Just because the blood is rushing through your body that fast because your heart's going that fast. Yeah. Brought on by stress as well. He was a music exec. I mean, it was Muzak which is the stuff that you hear in the lifts. So it stress is stress. It doesn't matter what, what field you're in, mm-hmm. to be honest. But uh but yeah, I think I think it was this was just I think he just worked himself up yeah. into this kind of tizzy. Uh I mean just just this sound it does all sound unbelievable, but there is this is a documented case. Christopher Case did an interview in the LA Times in December in 1990 when he just started working at Music Holding, and he was describing his vision of what he was doing. So basically, he he listens to the melody of the song, and if if it's got a good melody, then they can kind of use it. It's some some songs don't have a melody and it needs to be in a kind of a a certain genre or else they won't be able to use it. I think he said Judas Priest and ACDC, they can't really use it because it's not... Not in a lift. <laughs> yeah, not what they're going for. Uh, also, Bruce Springsteen categorically said, no, we don't want his music covered by them. So they had to go to the artist, ask if they want it covered, and then he he was in the position of arranging an orchestra to cover it in like a like a polka band kind of thing. So he he was a real person. Sammy Solder, she did a New York Times interview in nineteen ninety eight talking about her her online psychic ability take that however you want i just want to point out it's sammy spelt with a y so that to me is another red flag just (laughs) 
with, just because with a Y E, I think actually. Yes, it is. It's IE. It should be IE. That's be. all I'm gonna say on that. Uh but so these are these these are real people. The the owner of the bookstore, Rodney Higuchi, he is on uh, he's on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh and Father Gerard Milan. Malahan, excuse me, he, he was a, a priest in Seattle for over 50 years and his last place was St. Mark's in West Seattle, which was a 20, which is a 20-minute drive from this religious bookstore, the Evangel Incorporated. So this is something that happened. This was covered in the, uh, the Seattle Times and Rich Gardner was a medical investigator for King County. He's commented on the case and there's this archived stuff there. And Chris has a headstone and he's buried in Chesterfield in Virginia. So these are real people. This actually did happen. Now, whether it happened the way it's been reported as to happen, because obviously there's depends who you listen to i've listened to three or four different youtube people covering this and there's certain aspects that change Mm -hmm. within it so it's kind of it kind of gets the the chinese whispers and even in the seattle times the there's some things that you look at and go well uh, you're taking a little bit of artistic impression on that because you don't know and like I don't I didn't want to say before that he went to a hotel because obviously no one knows what he did I mean maybe maybe he talked to to Sammy or his friends and they've reported that but I personally I didn't find that so no I didn't so I I yeah you kind of got to take this with a pinch of salt and as well he was a health fanatic he took vitamins and supplements supplements are very they're they're not regulated so they do they there has been cases with people who have taken supplements and they've had metal poisoning because they have a stupid amount of of metal inside them i couldn't find a toxicology report so i don't really think that's the case but if you're taking supplements and they're in an unregulated industry, and if you're at the gym every day and you're known for being at the gym, then someone's going to come over to you and go, uh-uh. you lift, bro, you lift, yeah, you want some uh, some magic to help you lift? Yes. Yeah. It's just the way gyms are. I'm not saying he ever did that, but if he's doing that, that's going to put stress on your heart, on your body. Yeah. If you get so paranoid that maybe maybe he did actually die of fright because it was just he just got himself so worked up and 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 gave himself a heart attack. Yeah, it's entirely possible. I mean, because uh, acute myocarditis is so hard to diagnose, he could have had it for you know upwards of up to 12 months which is at the point that it starts to become potentially fatal um so he could have had it for ages and then this has all happened and then maybe he's just kind of pushed himself over the edge and and brought it on because of all this fear and and like like you say everybody around him hasn't really helped you know the guy in the bookstore and stuff and nobody's actually said to him hey christopher do you think maybe you could go and see a gp get yourself checked out 
you know, he didn't involve, he, I mean, he, I think, according to Sammy, she said, why don't you ring your doctor? And he said, what am I going to tell them? That I'm seeing things and I'm hallucinating? Like, well, yeah, actually, <laughs> that's exactly what you're going to tell them. And they're going to, you know, run some tests and see if there's anything that they can do to help you. Yeah, that's that's bizarre because he's quite happy to tell a random stranger in a bookshop and a priest mm -hmm. that he was seeing these things and he was being attacked by these things, but he he won't go to a doctor. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe it's kind of a personal macho thing that he doesn't want to think this, and if he keeps it to 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 strangers and people who are in his closest circle, maybe that's gonna be okay. But I think. It clearly it's, had it's, sleep paralysis as well. Yeah, that's it. I've had I I I had I have sleep paralysis and I'm not going to lie, I love it. <laughs> it's so it's so it's so bizarre. Oh, it's just cuz you're into bondage. No 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 <laughs> just no. But if anyone out there is listening, yeah, hey, how you doing? Uh, no, but it's it's such an insane feeling because you th you think you're awake and you can't move and you're you see something like when I've had it, I've had things at the bottom of my bed. Some people have had it really really severe where something's crawling up them. They can feel something on them and they can actually feel it. But I've never had. I've had something at the end of my bed looking at me, God, walking horrible. back and forth. It is, but it's just, I think it's amazing how the brain can do that to yeah. you. And the way I get out of it is because I know I'm asleep. Yeah. So I have to wake myself up and I scream myself awake. And there's been many a time when I've woke my wife up next to me and, and she's like, what's going on? What's happened? And I've gone, give me a minute got out of bed and then just had a look round quickly and got nothing nothing it's okay <laughs> uh but it's it's a little bit it's it's bizarre but because it's quite mild for me i'm sure there's people out there who who have it and it's horrendous for them yes but i kind of like the little bit of energy and the rush it, it kind of <laughs> gives and it's it's it, 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 I'm, I'm a yeah, I'm a bit weird like that. I'll be a hundred percent honest, but uh, but it, it's 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 amazing to me that the brain can kind of come up with these things, and it's nothing. It's it's for me at least because obviously other people may disagree, but for me at least, it's nothing paranormal. There's there's no way that there's something in my room looking at me at the bottom of the bed. You know, I'm not. We don't live on an Indian burial ground. There's nothing <laughs> untoward going on around here. But I think that uh, because I know I'm asleep, I know I'm in control of it. Yeah. I think that that's kind of the way that I've conquered it in my own mind. So I don't mind having sleep paralysis, but... And have you had it for very I long? Like, Have you had it for like your whole life? probably not my whole life but pro most of my adult life and it just comes and goes it, it it comes in like i've not had it for at least a year now yeah but you'd expect and it if it came on you would like know what it was yes 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, because I, I used to think, I used, I didn't, before I knew what sleep paralysis was, I just used to think it was a nightmare. Which it, which it is, in well, essence, yeah. I suppose. But, and I didn't know how to deal with it and what to do. But now, even though I'm asleep and I'm in my subconscious, I know that I need to wake up. Yeah. And even when I'm in that state, it's either scream or or pinch myself. I can physic I physically like in the dream, I start like pinching myself. Yeah. And and trying to to do motions to wake up. And usually my wife wakes me up by punching me and going, <laughs> What the fuck's wrong with you now? Again. You're keeping me awake. Yeah. <laughs> And not, no, yeah, not in a good way. Uh, <laughs> you wish. <laughs> yeah, never been in a good way. Uh, See, I've never had sleep paralysis before, but I've read about it because it's also called old hag syndrome, isn't it? Because a lot of people envision a, an old lady sat on top of them, suffocating them and throttling them. One of the girls I work with, she used to have it horrendous. She would come into work and she'd be like, oh, I've, I had like the old lady sat on my chest again during the night i, I had night <laughs> night terrors and we've she was, all been there she, <laughs> and she was like legit like absolutely like horrified by it she was just traumatized by this and she, i mean she's a like a grown adult so but she's had it ever since she was little and it still terrifies her now so i can't even begin to imagine if you'd never had it before and then this just came on out of the blue you would just absolutely shit yourself You'd be yeah, terrified. Of course. No, no. The fir- the 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 first times you get it and I I've only learned about sleep paralysis in the past two years. So I've only learned what it is. And it used to be if I had it one night, I used to have I used to didn't want to go to sleep the next night. Mm-hmm. Because it was it was like a couple of nights in a row thing. And I can see how if you have that if you have it on the first the first time, if that's the first time of Christopher having it, then without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to put him in a loop. It's going to scare him. Yeah. And maybe because to wake himself up, he was thrashing around in his bed and this is how he got his injuries mm-hmm. and this is how there was blood on the on the bed sheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... But with the one thing that is just the one thing about this that is kind of, it's one of them, you could say, yeah, okay, it's, it's supplements or, or and it's sleep paralysis and you can say this, this and this. It's just the fact that on the 17th, on the message, he actually says that this, this, I'm going to, this is the night that I'm going to die. He kind of predicts his own death on that night and that's the one thing that is a little bit hmm it's the way that he says it though like the voicemails are just like hi sammy this is christopher well they just about got me he sounds like a like a tv show like host or something it's just he's so nonchalant about the whole thing he's not like they're gonna get me tonight i'm gonna die tell my friends i love them he's like just so blasé yeah he's kind of resigned to it so I mean, the first one, right, the first voicemail that he sent Sammy, um, he said, I'm in trouble, Sammy. I'm in deep trouble. But again, he sounds so nonchalant. It's like uh, like he's, you know, like his washer's broke or something. Yeah. 
it's not like any big deal. He doesn't sound like he's in deep trouble. He sounds like, you know, he's missed his bus or something like that. It's not something that you'd go, this this man needs help. He doesn't sound panicked at all. But, you know, the the one, the main thing for me, I mean, to be fair, in Sammy's defence, um, she did legit say she thought that he had died of fright. Mm, yeah. She didn't say she thought he died of a curse or whatever. Um, but the the thing for me, right, is so one of his colleagues had set up this meeting with this rando crazy bitch. And he, Christopher, had told all his friends about said rando crazy bitch and that she said she was going to put a curse on him, blah, blah, blah. So why did the male colleague then not go, uh, Sandra... I just want you to know you've really scared the shit out of Chris. Like he rang me and he says that you're going to put a curse on him. I think you should probably give him a ring and say, only joking, <laughs> just kidding, because he's really taking this like deadly seriously. No, she she was never heard from again. Yeah, I mean, that that's... The police, because there was no foul play involved, they, it was it, it was a heart attack that that he had. The police couldn't talk to her because it's nothing to do with her as as far as they were concerned plus the fact this happened in seattle and she was from san francisco but why did the people who introduced her to him surely it was ancient egypt music it wouldn't be that hard for any of them to go and find her like if someone cared that much about him dying of this curse, why didn't someone just go to his previous colleagues and go, that woman you're with, can I get a name? I just want to go and have a word and just see what's going on. You know, like, someone who claims to be a psychic, why didn't she go and, like, do a... kind of... (laughs) Mind magic on her, or, yeah. or whatever. You know, it just seems like he was—he's—he's—he's he's, he's been let down from the start, and nobody has tried to go. Well, not avenge him, but go. This is a weird case. Let us, as we're his friends and we care about him, let's go and find out what actually happened and see if she's a witch. Do some digging. Yeah. Right, okay, so this is what gets me, right? I can understand if he was, like, a museum curator or something like that, and she was importing rare ancient Egyptian relics. Rare ancient Egyptian music? What? He's got an orchestra? Yeah. Can't he just make his own? What? Why Is importing rare ancient Egyptian music even a thing? I mean, it's she clearly hasn't got fucking wax cylinders that were recorded by, you know... Khufu the second, where it's not, it's not like I don't understand how the, it's not it's not actually from ancient Egypt because there was no way of them recording that. So this is just music that somebody's made up and gone. This was probably how they how they played music in ancient Egypt, probably. But you've got absolutely no record whatsoever that that's exactly what it is. How could it be rare ancient Egypt and it, and it's like. It's like she deals it. This is her field. This is, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I deal in rare ancient Egyptian music importation. Like, that's not a thing. That's absolutely not a thing. 
I know. And can you can can you imagine their like the music sheets? Like it'll be like <laughs> in hieroglyphics. Like, how the fuck? Yeah. You, how, how are you reading that? Uh, like, <laughs> that? That one's definitely a flag, but I'm yeah. not sure. Is it? Are that okay? That one's that one's a cup. So that one's an E. But I don't know what the rest of the word is. To be fair, uh, I'm not. Is it? Is it? Is it even a note or is it a letter or is it? I don't. Is it? Maybe it's supposed to be a lute. Maybe it was. I. You. You could. No. I'm not having it. It's. It's absolute bullshit. How do you play a sphinx on a guitar? I don't. What is it? G? Is it E? <laughs> what? I, I can't read this music. This sheet. is what I mean. This is where. This is where it. It. It gets a little bit like. On the on the hoaxy side of things for me, like it just like these little additions that were added about this woman and the ancient Egypt thing. And when I was trawling through like newspaper articles, which the newspaper articles were really hard to find about this case, by the way, um, which is why initially I thought it was like a hoax, and then you know I looked into it and there's the interviews and stuff like that. But the actual newspaper articles about his death. Um, one of the newspaper articles was called The Daily Egyptian <laughs> and it was it was actually um, I think I don't know whether it was Stanford University newspaper it was a university in America and it was their student newspaper and they had an interview about uh, like with music about music and things like that and I was like mm, is this like it's there was never any ancient Egyptian music involved. It's people with Chinese whispers, and they've seen an interview in the Daily Egyptian, and they've and he deals in music because he's working for Muzak, and they've gone Egyptian Muzak, and they've kind of just made the rest up like Chinese whispers do, because I just don't. If I go into HMV and say. What's the likelihood that I could please have some rare ancient Egyptian music imported? They would go, have you seen your GP? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> even even they would. Uh, yeah. It's not never a mind, thing. Uh, never mind your best friend. Uh, yeah. I just I just don't even know, yeah, how how if he was... There's this, this, this so many red flags in this because... Four days before this all happened, he didn't believe in the occult, and then four days later, he's he's got salt all round his house. He's got crucifixes that have been blessed. He's reading books about the religious books about the occult X Y Z. It's it's just I just think that maybe he was just working himself up into. A tizzy. I mean, during the last two days, he didn't go into work because this was so bad. But was it because of work? You know, I've I've been in the situation yeah. where I've got stressed out from work, and then I've not gone in one day, but I didn't ring in, and they they've been ringing me, and then I I need to speak to him, but I don't want to speak to him because I don't want to lie to him, but I don't want to be truthful with him. And then you kind of get into a kind of shame spiral of where you go, shit, I can't do that. And then you get a panic attack and you get anxiety and then... Keeps you awake at night. Exactly. (laughs) So you don't sleep. And then you get stressed out about it. And then the next day it's the kind of the same thing and you're going, shit. And then maybe maybe that starts playing out in your head. And if you've 
if you've got, I don't know, if you've got something in the back of your mind that you can kind of pass it off onto, yeah. may, maybe that's maybe that's what's happened here. But I can't see anything past. I mean, if he had a virus and he was hallucinating. I don't know. I mean, well, you have hallucinated because you've, you know, had sleep paralysis. But have you ever hallucinated when you're awake? Not sober. (laughs) Right. I have once in my life, right? And I'm not going to lie because this actually sounds quite ridiculous. But it was terrifying at the time, right? And I don't even know what brought it on. Right. I was three (laughs) and I woke up, right? And my cousin had been babysitting me. And I woke up and there was a, we go. a shoebox at my bedroom door, right? <sighs> if you ask my mum, she kills herself laughing. Right, there's a, there a shoebox at my door and it, it had little dinosaurs in it that were alive and they were moving. <laughs> it was like a tiny little T-Rex. And it was at the, at the threshold, right? And I was too small, so I couldn't get past this little box of dinosaurs without them like biting my ankles off right i was full-on hallucinating but i was three so i was just there was this little box of dinosaurs at my door i was fucking horrified and i was just screaming for my mom and she was like there's nothing there and i was like there is there's a little box of dinosaurs (laughs) and she had to lift me over the threshold of my door because I was that terrified. And I can still, to this day, I can still see that little box of dinosaurs. I don't know what what brought it on. I do know that I saw a Jaffa cake on my bookcase that my cousin had left before he put me to bed. So I think maybe it wasn't a Jaffa cake. Maybe he's left me a little party cake by mistake. <laughs> and that made me hallucinate. I don't know, but it was terrifying. And that's that's at three years old. So if you're a fully grown person capable of rationalizing everything and you still can't because you're hallucinating, that is just... I mean, I probably would have had a heart attack as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a good friend, I would advise you to buy my book on dinosaurs. Uh... <laughs> and not eat Jaffa yeah, cakes indeed. that your cousin's and, left uh, out. go to my online psychic site. Uh but <laughs> if I send you an email, can you give me a reading? Yeah, of course. I can I can tell the kind of person you are just from your uh, email. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, oh, if you if you even if you can rationalize stuff that's going on, if if you like you say, if you do see it and it's there in front of you and you know it's in front of you, but you even though there's that doubt it, it's it, it's like with the with everything that's going on now the the nineteen eighty four what George Orwell says and the, the where it's the the last thing the party wants you to do is is believe what they say rather than the proof of your own eyes kind of thing yeah it, it it's even though you, you know it's wrong you're seeing it so you mm-hmm. think. It's got to be right. And when you get to that point, there's, there's kind of no rationalisation to it. It is just, it's there. It's real for you. So that is happening. Yeah. And if this, if, if you've never had this before and it's 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 all just coming on, it's going gonna, it's gonna to freak you out. Yeah. You are, you are, you are going to be scared, paranoid not knowing what to do and then that that that's going to send you into a spiral and i think 
I think that that unfortunately is 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 what's happened here. Do you think even if he hadn't met that crazy lady, that is the same thing still would have happened? Probably. I think during the time he was, he must have been under stress. Yeah. Just because, I think it was just some kind. It it just worked. The time line just worked. Yeah. And it was just a massive coincidence. Uh, I think he would have been under stress. He did. He travelled extensively anyway, and he was only in San Francisco for a day. And I mean, okay, it's it's not that far, but Seattle to San Francisco, it's got to be what a two, three hour flight. You get there, you, you've you've got to go to your hotel, and you've got to go do your business thing. You've got to go out. And have dinner with a witch, then you've got to go back and then fly back. It's it's a lot of time consuming and and try to keep your diary up to date. And there's the stress that comes with that. I mean, you you'd know about time keeping your diary up to date and whatnot, and having to do things at certain points. You know, mm-hmm. where whereas for him, he he was he, he it's traveling as well, and maybe sometimes at the drop of the hat's notice if he gets. If he has to go and see a band or whatever, and you know, I think it just kind of skyrocketed from being a small town DJ of where he can kind of like play easy listening in the afternoon, just put some Kenny Rogers on and just go for a cigarette, and then ten minutes later come back and Kenny's still singing about the chick he left in Omaha or whatever <laughs> to right, you've got to be here on this day and then you're going there and then you're doing this and then you've got to be back and then the next day you're going here and there and there. I think maybe it could have been a massive culture shock to his system. Yeah. And with that, whatever whatever he's putting into his body and then, and then that the sleep paralysis. Bitch that couldn't just say, couldn't just tip a drink over him and go, fine, you're lost and walk away. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then that, and then the paranoia coming from that. He's already stressed. He put paranoia on stress. Yeah. And then sleep paralysis in that. It, it's it's going to end in, in in a bad way. I mean, when, when you have sleep paralysis, you do wake up and your heart is beating and your head is pounding. And it's like you've, you've been through it. You know you've been through something. So your body's got to kind of wind down from that. And if you have it two nights on the run and you're already stress levels are already high and you, you, you're already tired. 35, it is young, but you don't know what's going on in the background. I think uh, acute myocarditis is like the, the reason for 40% of young people's heart conditions, deaths. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite common amongst young people, and it does account for twenty percent of um, it, it is tw- it is fatal in twenty percent of all cases. So, I, I think probably it was just an accumulation of everything, and then yeah, he probably did have acute myocarditis, and it, it just he finished himself off just purely through stress and fright. Yeah, I think I think that's the uh, the 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 shame of it here. I mean, what I will add is uh, that in the 2011 census, there were 18,000 Wiccans. 
and uh, Sephora started selling a witch starter kit. But they had to pull it because of pressure from real witches. I mean... Apparently, this starter kit contained fragrances, tarot cards, a bunch of sage... I don't, I don't, okay. And uh, a rose quartz crystal. But people complain that witchcraft or paganism, if you want to call it that, is a religion. And as such, trivializing, trivializing the religion. Tell that cra- crazy bitch in the fucking restaurant then. Exactly, exactly. Uh, there, there, there's, there's, there's supposed to be like black, black magic is supposed to be very frowned upon, and and not done. But a coven of witches did hex Donald Trump and Brett Kavanaugh. Hex? Well, it didn't work, did it? <laughs> well, exactly. So, so they weren't they weren't as good as this one that uh, that we've talked about. But she so she, yeah, she's not from New York though. She's from San Francisco. <laughs> it took she? a so, coven uh, of them to not actually hex Donald Trump because he's. He, I mean, he's still alive for a start. And uh, yeah, this one woman, she just actually said, "I'm going to curse you because I'm a witch because you knocked me back, so your loss." And then boom, a week later, he's dead. That's hardcore. They need to uh, go and learn at her altar, don't they, really? Yeah. Uh. Or just be as persuasive as her. Maybe she was very well. charismatic, very convincing. She should have been a car salesman, really, not a, a dealer mm-hmm. in Maybe, ancient well, Egypt yeah. rare music. I mean, you never know. She could have been, to be honest, because how much money is she making out of that racket? Well, exactly right. I, I, is there like a big market for it? I don't think there's even a big market for it in Egypt. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been to Cairo and I never once saw like a second-hand music shop for second, 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 second-hand music. I I just don't think it's a thing. No. We had that years ago. We've got Beyonce now. Come on. Come on. And uh, Dua Lipa, is that someone? I think that's someone. Yes, that's someone. There you go, see. (laughs) I'll do it. There you go. Down with the kids. Exactly. (laughs) See, I I know what's happening on the street. (laughs) But yeah, uh, on that bombshell. She was the right one. She, she, she was the right one. She was the right one. Today, yeah. Yes. Uh, She, uh... Maybe she didn't even exist, but if she did, she was the right one, and she's out there cackling with a black cat and a potions. And, and if either of us die within a week, you'll know she really does exist, and she really is a witch. She'll send me an email, and I'll be able to read the tone <laughs> off her email and the character that she has. Yeah, but then Don't you worry. can just forward it to Sammy and get an exorcism. There you go, you see. This is how it works now. We're all connected online. We can get exorcisms <laughs> online. <laughs> Oh, oh, you know, you could, you could. Oh, where's Ed Warren? He needs to, oh, he'd be doing that, wouldn't he? Just get a post-it Minted. note and just write, the power of Christ compels you and just write it loads and loads and stick it all around your room. You'll be fine. Burn a few Yankee candles. The gingerbread ones are nice. They're not, but still. They are. The unicorn ones are shit, though. The unicorn ones, they would exercise me, but not anybody else. They're horrible. Uh, I need to get some unicorn ones then, just in case you try try and come around. Uh, 
Cheeky twat. <laughs> so, on that bombshell, this yeah. has been the MO podcast with me, Contumacious Ant. And me, Adria. Thank you so much for joining us, and we shall see you next time. Bye. Bye.